0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Blue Wire Podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Sunday, things I think I know about the Cleveland Browns podcast. It's myself, OBR Film Breakdown. It's Brad Ward, All Eyes on Cleveland. Obviously, both of us under that OBR Film No, we're not both under the OBR film. We're just both under the umbrella of the OBR parent company. We've got to get our branding right, Brad. So we are back with another edition. Now, I have to go away this weekend, so we're recording this on Friday night. So uh, we're a little premature with with what Brad might ultimately write. But we do have some things that we think we know that we're willing to talk about at this point. And again, fluid, things could happen. Late night tonight, hell, Devin Bush signed with Seattle at like one in the morning that came out. So you yeah. never know when these things are going to drop, obviously, Saturday or Sunday before you get to this pod. Uh, some of the uh, spots here that we're going to talk about could be solved. So if that's the case, we're still going to release this podcast, but it would be kind of awkward. So we'll hope that the status quo remains the same until Sunday morning or so at that point. But both of us are going to be talking about positions still needing addressed uh, with your Cleveland Browns. So it should be. Uh, some interesting taste here brad go ahead and um first man let me know how your day's going
0: everything on your end good brother yeah we're good you know i mean free agency has been i mean for the most part good like you know we're going to talk about some positions right that we feel like need addressed but i mean it's hard jake like they have done a good job but to me, that still feels like there's a lot of work to do. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard. Like, even Dalvin Tomlinson, like, I know this isn't even going to be my topic, but like, if he gets hurt, it feels like you're right back at where you were last year a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that Alex Wright should be edge number three. Like, I think he needs to be edge number four. So, there's another thing they need to address. Like, th- these are all it's all fluid right but like doesn't feel like they're close to being done and they've done a lot so it's tough right it is tough there's still a
1: lot to uh still a lot to figure out here now obviously the caveat is you get the draft you got you got a lot of stuff here that can change some of that right I mean Alex Wright went into last year as the third edge or whatever um coming off like we didn't know what edge or he would be the fourth guy would he be the third guy they had winovich injuries happen there's a lot of unknown but you know when you sit here in our spot talking about this team you just tend to look at it from the perspective of what do they need to fix right like yeah it's just you're always kind of looking at it from that angle in my opinion so when that is the case more often than not you're going to pinpoint or poke holes in the roster, while fully understanding as well that no, no team is ever complete. Complete like you—you're going to have some holes on your roster. Yes. That is inevitable, but you're obviously at the same token trying to eliminate as many of those roster holes as you possibly can. So we're going to poke at a couple positions. But if you've paid attention to what Brad and I've said many times over, it is—you um, know—it's fluid. A lot of things can happen quickly, and you know we fully understand that. The Browns are probably looking to address a lot of the things we're talking about, but there are still some some key talking points. I'll let you hit lead off, Brad, and talk about what you think they need to fix still.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, sense of urgency is at an all-time high for me this year. Like, I the worst-case scenario, Jake, would be, like, stiff, they'd have to go fire uh, Stefanski and hire another coach. Like, I don't trust them to hire a better coach. We've talked about this, right? Like, so, uh, I, you know, self-preservation, all of that stuff goes into this. But, like, I don't think that they can... Like, so Paris Campbell signed a one-year, $3 million deal yesterday or the day before, and and that irked me because that feels like uh, a no, uh, like a, a just a, a risk-free kind of uh, shot, right? What's $3 million on a one-year deal? Nothing. Um, and I don't think that the Browns can leave free agency... Or the trade market without addressing wide receiver and just go draft even it even if it's at 42 even if they don't trade back and they go 42 and they get their best wide receiver and even if it's like downs right who's mm-hmm. a polished guy and I think can help right away I still think they need another professional receiver before that or, or another guy on this roster like Because I don't know what, like, I'm not giving up on David Bell, but I I can't bank on a breakout year from him. Like, that, if I'm Stefanski and Barry, I can't bank on that. I'm hoping for it, right? That'd be great. But I Mm -hmm. can't bank on that. And if you're, we're looking at an uptick, and we talked about, like, targets for the third receiver being worth it. I think they're going to have 60, 70 targets for their third receiver. So you better have a good one, right? Or somebody that can do it. Um, so like there's Hardman, there's, there's the Judy talks, which are kind of simmering down, uh, there's shark, Isaiah McKenzie was released from the bills today. He's intriguing. He's a, you know, coming off a 400 yard season, his best season ever Four touchdowns. He got 62, uh, targets, 42 receptions. I mean, even something like that on a one year Mm -hmm. deal seems to make a lot of sense. But I think they need to do something, Jake, besides just draft somebody.
1: I see, I see where you're coming from. I certainly see both sides of it. I'm interested to see what decision they make because to me it's like, okay, if you do bring in a third guy, I, I'm with you on the fact that like you're always concerned about losing people to injury right that's that's it's never gonna really leave for anybody in my opinion because you're just always like the the pessimistic view of your team is hard to ignore um but to me you also have to consider that what if everyone's healthy and what are you doing with certain people so i don't want to force myself my continued thought about the draft is i really don't want to force myself into players due to positional need and i'm going to talk about that with mine in just a little bit but like it kind of pertains to this one as well in my opinion because what you're trying to do is solve a position in a way that if the right player is there you can take him but if the if the you know if you have a player who's higher up at a different position you're not forcing yourself to select that player right because what you don't want to do is make a decision based on need uh, in the draft like you do to an extent you don't want to overflow positions and things of that nature but You know, if it comes down to an edge or a wide receiver, you don't want to have a higher graded edge than the wide receiver. But you feel like, well, we have to take that wide receiver. So I I think I think that a cheaper wide receiver would help. But again, that comes down to Brad, how they feel about the guys they have in house, because if they believe in David Bell and there was some tangible data that supports that he was finding himself open this year. Um, If you if you believe in David Bell and you believe in your top two and then the other wild card here is some of these others. How much do they believe in JaKeem Grant in a pinch? How much do they believe in Mike Woods? I saw some stuff from Mike Woods I liked. Unfortunately, too injured to get a comprehensive feel, but there were things from him that I liked. So if there are those things that they like, it starts to become okay if you go out and add somebody on the cheaper side, it does get crowded and where are you gonna where are you gonna play that player? Now, if they go sign McCole Hardman, someone of that nature like that player's going to find time like he, he's, he's going to play. I'm all about getting better players on the field and you can displace people, but the sake of just getting a guy to get a guy, I would hope that there's some level of, we believe this is a better football player and we're willing to accept that maybe David Bell isn't going to get snaps, right. Or whoever else. I think it's, it's just like, I I'm into the idea of a wide receiver, a uh, you know, at the time, Campbell, I could be into these guys' cheaper prices. And, and we, you just talked about the cheaper price of Campbell and all that came with that. You know, if Chark's a cheaper price or whatever, whatever, like I can get, I can get down with it. But to me, I don't know how they feel about in house. And I, and I also don't find myself as worried about that group as I am about some others, one of which we'll talk about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with getting a receiver. It's just how they feel in house. This one to me feels like more. Than anything else, they're gonna tell us how much they like their guys. Like they're gonna, they're just gonna tell sure. us that
0: by the decisions that they make here. I, I guess I just I I'm at like the health last year. You mentioned it, and I didn't even really get into it. But like the health last year was extremely lucky at wide receiver. Like they got mm-hmm. by like we felt going into the season i think it was pretty consensus that like they don't have enough guys there right and they got by basically with cooper and dpj um because they never got dinged but you're not gonna get that probably two years in a row and so like do does david bell like i really like david bell but like he's not gonna stretch the field he's not like a dynamic he's like a possession receiver right I just think like they need a different kind of receiver and maybe you can get that in the draft but to your point like I don't think you want to pigeonhole yourself I do think you need to uh, continue to address it in the draft because of positional value and and I know we're going to talk about that in a minute probably but like um just wide receiver is so tough right now and we they found themselves here strangely at the in the second day because this wide receiver free agency class is so poor that the the market is really softened like no paris Campbell at three million dollars that yeah. you know
1: very, would, little crazy. Very, very little, little movement very little movement
0: again as we sit here on friday
1: night so that could so, change right we had obj I, I, today talking about how he's fine wine that people want to pay a box wine price for and all these yeah, things and i'm like
0: 15 to 20 and he's dreaming so yeah uh, man
1: what are you talking about you yes. you're not finishing seasons you're part of yes. constant drama like you gotta someone's got to give you some perspective
0: my friend because this is not it's
1: not happening but anyway that market needs
0: to move at some point yes, soon it does and, and i was vocal i don't want just for the record i don't want obj back i've seen that movie i just you know uh, I I don't think I worry about his health, and I, I worry about um, the drama that he brings. Like he's he just not. I know not they say he's a great it. teammate and all that, yeah. but I can't stand the um, the body language, Jake. Like the body yeah. language, even if he's not vocally doing it, like the body language, and he's not getting touches or they're losing or whatever. It's infectious, and I don't want, yeah. I don't want that any part of this locker room.
1: Yeah, I'm not even considering. I mean, it's cool they've kept tabs and all that stuff, but. I don't uh I don't see it happening. But to your general point, I'm I'm good with either way. I truly okay. am. I, I understand mm. the desire for another wide receiver. And if they do go get one, I'm all about getting weapons. So I'm not gonna be mad if they go sign McCole Hardman, right? You can use McCole Hardman, you can use DJ Shark, you can find ways. But again, that's them saying, Okay, we're comfortable with displacing David Bell, not giving Mike Woods chance to develop. And again, that's how it goes. Guys like Mike Woods have to You know get their chance through injury issues or special teams ace guy who comes along like nothing should be handed to you in the nfl right like you should have to earn those jobs here's the
0: difference with that this year like i totally understand that like i want to give young guys an opportunity but they have to win this year so if you can eliminate the chance that you fail Uh uh by some degree then you need to do it this year like this is preservation of stefanski's job this is a massive season there's no room for air like so leaving it like i am all for in a normal season like i want to see what mike woods has i'm intrigued by him too i think david bell can be a good player but like this year i would be all about signing a one-year deal to one of these guys just to make sure that you have a professional receiver out there that can take like McKenzie, maybe they can get 60 targets, take make 40 catches, score four touchdowns, because I don't know David Bell can do that. So Yeah, we don't have evidence. We don't have much evidence of it now,
1: what and that all looks like in a new
0: offense. Good. And if they don't, Jake, address it, then I do feel like they have to in the draft. Yeah, it does force them to. I think they're going to
1: take one no matter what, but the point is you don't want to have to take one at a certain spot. Right? Like, that's the thing you're trying to avoid above all else is feeling like we have to take one at 42 we have to take one at 98 that's the stuff you want to avoid like From, to me
0: anyway personally but, i think mm-hmm. that they in know in a perfect world they would sign one of these guys to a one-year deal like i don't necessarily need you need like a three-year deal or anything like like i don't want anybody long term i just kind of want like a rental sort of like a one-year mm-hmm. deal veteran and then and then draft somebody too i feel like they need to do both
1: I Again, totally fine with that. I think that that is a fine way to go about it. I just, uh, I'm curious yeah, how I'm much concerned. they want to, I'm not as concerned. Yeah, I would rather like, okay, if you rank it in front of me, what would you rather have? A second stalwart type defensive tackle who can, you know, can play. Not great, but you know, can play. Or, or a, um, which what I'm going to talk about in a little bit of Mike Linebacker, spending that money there. Which would you prefer? I would prefer those others. Again, though, if they feel like they need wide receiver solved to the degree that you're talking about, which again is fair, then you know, go out and solve it, right? Like that's yeah. fine. You have the money, and there is clearly a open market here to make some of these things happen with these guys. So, yeah. like I said, go go solve it, man. There's there's nothing wrong with that in my eyes. If I can if I can understand a little bit of where you're coming from, right? That's what you need to understand. Like yeah. I need to know why you feel like. OK, if you feel that way, which is entirely possible because your roster's a little in flux there, then just I, I hope that we can get an idea of like, well, OK, well, then what's the role for David Bell going to be? How are you going to continue to develop these guys? And to your point, which, again, I think, again, is fair. They're in a win now crisis, so you don't want to leave yourself in a position where your depth is strung out. You're, you're not able to figure it out and you can't overcome an injury or two because that's that would cripple you. So. I'm with it. Adding wide receiver talent is, is a need. It's a need. I just am curious how big of a need that is compared to some of the other decisions. I still think they need
0: to, to fix. So I, again, to 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 your agreeing with that. Yeah. To your point, like, I think that, and I know you're going to talk about another position, but I think that like edge, I think they need another edge. I think they need another defensive tackle too. So like this isn't the only position it's just one that, um, like, you know, I know they signed the tight end today and I think he's a good fit and everything, but, like, they, they've addressed a lot of defense and they still need to address more. It's just uh, on the offensive side, if they really are going to uptick and throw the ball more, then maybe you might want to add another weapon there. So
1: that's all. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm, right? I'm totally fine with
0: it.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back from that break. We'll talk about mine, which is pretty similar. Not the same, but similar. We'll be right back. All right, so we've seen these guys spend some money, Brad. We've seen them, uh, obviously, go out and get an edge, go out and get a safety, go out and get a defensive tackle. They haven't spent like crazy, but they have spent some money here, right? One-year deals, which we still need to see the guaranteed number here on Hurst and Tristan Hill to figure out what sort of faith they're putting in them. And they, and then, as you know, uh, guys listening to this by now, guys and, and, and ladies, whoever's listening to this, they went out and signed Jordan Aikens today, uh, a backup tight end type a second or third tight end, depending on how they view Harrison Bryant. I don't know what they'll do with him. That's sort of up in the air. But uh, they ended up spending like Upwards of five, 5.2, it could get to that. We'll see if it actually does get to that number. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of the maximum of the whole thing. So uh, anyway, long story short, they should have some money to play with, but we're sort of going through all these positions, which is the exercise we're doing here, talking about wide receiver. We've both talked about liking not only getting a defensive tackle that can play, but one that could potentially get 500 snaps. That'd be nice, right? And then a backup edge can get you, you know 300 or so snaps uh, to fill that role. Those are a lot of players and one that we continue to to not really talk about that they don't have anybody. And maybe we don't talk about this because um, they are just people think they're just going to bring Anthony Walker back. I don't know. But Mike Linebacker is wildly important and especially important in a new defensive system. So I would prefer to have somebody there that has a pretty good feel for a defense. Not that you can't, you know, not just a defense, but being able to handle calling a defense, relaying communication, all of that. Now, again, Anthony Walker is a fine player and a guy who I would like to you know, have no issue bringing back. I, w- I would like that. But but some folks have talked about because of the other things that they're going to be pursuing, that a veteran minimum type linebacker would be who you would go after. And I'm left to think like, OK, uh, that makes me nervous because. Anthony Walker, who I consider to be a fine linebacker, Brad, but is not at the upper echelon of the group out there. He came back last year on about four and a quarter, so yeah. that's not vet that, men. You're talking about wanting to bring in a worse player than that, right? And and okay, if you don't want to bring anybody in, then that means you're <laughs> considering like Jacob Phillips or 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 something. Like Reggie, like R- Ragland, like what are you? Where does that yeah. come? Yeah. Like I just, I don't see the fit there and it's not to me a position. I, I don't want to pay linebackers a ton of money. I'm, I'm just not into that unless you have one of those guys. Right. But mm. you can't skimp out altogether on this because again, it to me is a position of relative importance. You know, it's, it's a guy that does a lot of things mentally and physically for your team. So I think just chalking that one up to we'll get a cheap nothing player is a dangerous proposition to me. So listen, I'm 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 into to not spending a ton of money at linebacker. And really, there's not many to spend the money on. Like I mentioned earlier, Devin Bush was a guy I was kind of into um, mm-hmm. as one of those development type guys. You could come in, and try to reestablish his career, but he even he's already signed. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. There are some cheap types out there, but Man, just like going into this season saying, ah, we'll get a cheap one, it makes me pretty uneasy, at least in my opinion. So I'm I'm into the idea of figuring this out. That that could mean some sort of trade. It could mean sign, maybe, again, bringing back Walker is enough. That solves it. I don't know. I, I don't know where they're at. There's not really been much outward connection. I'm not sure. But there are two names that I'm pretty interested in in the coming draft, right? Um, you know, and I'm... i, I I'm just going to say it. I study and tape. I'm interested in both of these guys at 42 uh, if they're there. Right. Trenton Simpson, Clemson, unbelievable testing. The tape is pretty good. I don't think he's as mentally good as the other one that I would really, really be into at 42, which is Jack Campbell from Iowa. Um, I would be into either of those guys if they're sitting there at 42. And listen, I know that some people will say, well, you know, they don't take they don't want to take linebackers that early, blah, blah, blah. Well, they took JOK, okay, so they're they're clearly willing to go spend on a linebacker at that spot if they really like him. And, man, like to me, Simpson and JOK, okay, or my first preference, Jack Campbell, that's a deadly linebacker parent. And you would have young, affordable contracts at that position to then continue to spend a bit more on other positions. So I'm, again, best player available. I'm not trying to hunt down the need here. I would like them to have that solved so they don't have a need. Uh, at that spot, but those are the two backers. Jack Campbell is number one for me uh, by by a healthy margin, but Simpson I would also be into at 42 as well. So that's a route I'm willing to go. I do not want to start, and and again, I don't even know who some of the names are, like Rashawn Evans, right? Like some of those types. I I don't want to start those guys as the Mike backer. So I just think we're overlooking from a position of need, Brad, this linebacker spot. As one that they really, he's going to play, this guy's going to play like Mike linebackers don't leave the field a ton. It's like a, it's an 800 snap or more position at times. So I'm just a little uneasy about that. And there's sort of a big, big giant helping of shrug your shoulders about it. And I'm like, are we, we don't think we should be doing that here. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um.
0: So I was gonna ask you about these guys. So there's Bobby Wagner, probably unlikely, right? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know why it would be unlikely though, Brad. He could. I mean, does he want to win? The Browns are in a win now mode yeah, with a
0: lot sure. of talent. Okay.
1: So it's a matter of like that th- that's a, the the same question comes with Calais Campbell. What do those guys want? They've been around right. so long. They're 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 you know, Bobby's a Hall of Famer, Calais is maybe a Hall of Famer close to it. Are D- they gonna play for five million? Probably not. They want probably like ten million to play for a year. Right. So that's that's the question. What do they want to play? Now, that, that's an all-in push, though, Brad. Like, if you go get Bobby Wagner for a year, who proved he could play last year, you're
0: all-in, man. Like, that is that is the sign yeah. of an all-in move. I'm sure you would agree with me on that. I do. Uh, you mentioned Rashawn Evans. You're not into that. The only reason I, that, I, that I'm that i like, okay, is because he has played with Schwartz before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a link there. But you're right. He isn't. I don't think he's as good as Anthony Walker. Um you know, I don't know anything about Nicholas Morrow. He seems like a real cheap guy that that they got linked to early. But the other guy that I would, that's also a four million dollar a year guy or projected that way, that could fill that role is Denzel Perriman. Would you have a problem with that? No, he's a tackle machine with the Raiders.
1: I I, I have right. no problem. I was I was also interested in. Um, the the Chargers' cat, I drew Tranquil. I was interested in him too, but yeah. I just haven't heard the Browns connected to any of these guys. So like, I'm kind of at the situation right now where I am I'm like, you know what's what's going on here? What like, there's just been zero traction on a position that I know you don't want. They're the linebackers or the running back of the
0: uh, defense yes.
1: in terms of contract perception. It doesn't miss me. I understand that, but I also just don't want to like pack in a player that is going to be on the field for a ton of snaps. Like, he's going to play, and he's going to play an important role where he's the vocal leader of your defense normally. Now, they could go a different direction. Thornhill or Delpit could could be the relay of stuff. Like, that could happen. But, you know, again, that linebacker role is important, and I just don't think it can be overlooked and, and brushed away like it's nothing. So, if they do get to 42 and they really love Campbell or they really love Simpson, two athletic testing freaks who Campbell, again, like, I don't even know if Campbell makes it out of the first round, Brad. I really don't. I think he's special. I think he's really special. So if he's there at 42, I mean, I could not be any more emphatic about, like, dude, take that guy. Solve Mike Linebacker for the next five years, perhaps longer. The guy's just he's just a, a worker grinder. And, like, I continue to think, you know, some of these teams in the division Baltimore now they let go of Roquan I guess isn't Patrick Queen a free agent I didn't even think about that is he a free uh, agent I actually don't know if he's a free agent I've heard any talk about him and not i on my list he, like he might not be I'm, I'm not he might not be but like it seems like teams in the division Steelers have drafted these backers and I know the draft didn't work out Devin Bush but teams are emphasizing this position and I just wouldn't mind having if you're not going to invest a ton in defensive tackles all the time like having two rip, roar, and SOBs at linebacker for a while here, who can really range, are fun. And again, like teams like the Chiefs have invested in linebacker, right? Like they've invested mm-hmm. in backers. Cincinnati has invested in linebackers. Teams that are winning football games, the Bills have invested at linebacker. It is a spot that teams invest in and like to have young, cheap deals. So I'm just very, very interested and in, in more than interested like, hungry for one of them if they're there at 42, put it that way.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's certainly intriguing, right? It's just, like, here's where I – I the only thing I push back on, and when it's it's going to be what anybody would say about taking linebacker with, like, your, the Browns don't have a first-round pick for a couple of years, and you're at 42, and, and they may trade back or whatever, or maybe at 42 you want one of these guys. It's just, like – The positional value at the end of the four years, right? Like, so you get, uh, and maybe Campbell is like a Hall of Famer, right? If you think he's that special, then it's worth it, right? But like, um, like right now, like if Jay, okay, if, if you had to extend him right now, like he probably wouldn't get a very, very big deal. And he was a really good pick, right? And he's a good player. We think he's an ascending player, but like, if you hit on a wide receiver there, you're talking about saving, you know, $60 million over the next three years as compared to like 15 if you hit on linebacker. Yeah, I'm
1: with it. It's the it's the thing for me, though, is it's pick 42. It's not a top 15 pick where if you were to take, like the Devin Bush trade was unbelievable. They moved into like pick 10 to get him. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I, if it's a pick right there, I do think he has to be, to get value out of that, he has to be, you know, I don't know if he needs to be a Hall of Famer, but he needs to be a multi-time all-pro All pro. player. Yeah. You know, like, really, really damn good. But again, I think a thing that we're doing a little bit of, and I have to check myself at times with this, is thinking that our pick 42 is our first-round pick, when really, it's it's not. It's the 42nd it's pick. Not. It, it's it, not. But like to, it's not. So you can't. If you look at it as we have to hit these certain thresholds, I think that's where it can get a little slippery because this is my opinion. If you, if you try to like treat it like an early pick with early value, that's where you can like ignore some spots where the value is right. And you can just like sort of miss out on, on, on like we have to get the, I understand the first round you got to get edge tackle wide receiver quarterback. It's very limited corner. I'm all about those things in the first round, but in the second round, you're talking about the 42nd most talented slot in the draft. So I'm at that point just looking in the same way I was back with the JOK pick. Who's the most talented player here, right? Now, again, if there's, say, Josh Downs is there at 42, or um, lately I've been doing these mocks, and I even posted about it the other day. I'm sure you saw it, Brad, but there are some really good edge players there, like the BJ Ojolari was there, Felix Anadike Ozoma is there. Those guys, I'm fine with them taking. They're a very talented guy. Now we'll see what it actually shakes out to look like. Like I did one today. Pro Football Network Simulator is just all over the map. It's so, it's the one that is the (laughs) worst right now. No offense to them, but it's really bad. Like they had Zay Flowers there at 42. There are a lot of guys that I would be pretty interested in at 42. And I'm not trying to like lock the Browns into taking a backer there. But if you're at 42 and. Jack Campbell is there. Like he is the top 15 talent in this draft. Like I I, okay. I think he's a top I'll 15 to that. 20 type of talent in this draft. And I have shared it lately with Corey Kennan when we talk about draft stuff. And Corey's not shy about some of the love he has for, for him, too. Like it's it's he's an impressive player. So now if the Steelers, like somebody responded to me as Steelers writer today, and they're like, Jake, we're taking him, and they're taking him at the top of the second round. You start to move forward with it, Brad. I think it does get a little dicey. But at forty-two, you're not—you don't have a pick of the litter of the spots that you that you normally would. So I am all about taking value. If you can get the right wide receiver, if you can get the right whatever edge corner—not corner in this draft—but I think you know what I'm saying. I'm all about the positional value, but also kind of trying to keep an eye on. You need you you just need good players too, and 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 I think that. When it gets to 42, some things can slip through the cracks, which is, to me, what happened with JOK, where I, I, I again believe if he if he stayed healthy last year, he would have, you know, he would have been just fine in terms of coming on in his second year and all that stuff. So, yeah, I believe he's still a really good player and he's, he's destined to show it here yeah, me too. before yeah. we know it. But I mean, pairing him with somebody like Campbell or Simpson is not going to be something that I'm like, that's a disaster. So i'm willing and able to be like talk like i i would like that draft for them but i would love to have it solved before the draft brad i would like them to go re-sign anthony walker or spend a little bit on Perriman and have that position taken care of so that you're not feeling like oh we have to take campbell here even though we love josh downs well we got to solve mike back we have no
0: other choice let's take him here you know what i'm saying yeah um it's weird that the the Walker thing just hasn't already taken place. Like, I just haven't heard enough interest, about it. Like, yeah. yeah it, it, I haven't yeah.
1: heard anything. And
0: players have spoken out like, we want our leader back. I forget who said that or whatever. That has been the nice thing to see that they've been vocal about that. I would agree yeah, with that. And, like, just bring him back. I mean, come on. I don't understand what the holdup is here. Like, so, he was playing great, right? And uh, so... I wonder I how he's doing understand. on the quad tear recovery, because that's that's, that's that's a brutal the question, one. right? That's yeah. the question, and and then um yeah, so I get it totally, um uh, and I and I I understand what you're saying. Like, so if you do value him and look at at like Jack Campbell as like maybe like a, somebody, a lot of people have first round grades on him, and you can get him at 42, then that makes a ton of sense. But like, uh, and I
1: think that's the reason the Browns, the only reason the Browns director JOK, if I'm honest, right. Brad. If right. he was the 45th player on their board or whatever the number he was selected at, I just don't, I don't think they would have taken him, but I think they had a first round grade. They like, talked about it. Like agreed. We, if we didn't take, you know, if we didn't take New- Newsom here. We were, we are going to take him. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah. it, it would, it would have to be a similar vibe, right? A similar yeah. vibe there. And that would come together, but I don't know how they value him. I, I would love to see maybe some smoke about them, liking him in the pre-draft or something to start really feeling like that's serious. But uh, I when you get to forty two and it's it's just it's so weird where you know you're picking there and you obviously want to do the first round types of spots you're all in mm-hmm. I'm all in on that but you also understand hey you know would we rather take the fifteenth best or fifteenth's a little loose there but uh, eighth best edge or the best linebacker we have with the high grade like yeah. that's where it gets dicey so I, I just am saying. As I sit here right now I think I I think i feel pretty comfortable in being uh the take being I would be very happy with either Simpson or Jack Campbell if they if they went that route at 42 or slid back but I don't think Campbell's there. And Simpson tested so well I don't think he's there either at 42 yeah. uh, uh sliding back. At 42 there's an outside shot sliding back. I don't see any shot at all. So Listen, that's where I I'm at.
0: I can be talked into it, like... I don't want to trade up, though. I don't want to JOK trade up. No. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, And uh, I can be talked into it. Uh, You know, I think in a perfect world, I would rather just if walker's healthy resign him and then mm-hmm. you know but i get your i get where you're coming from like if he's a special player and they feel like that that they can lock that down for a long time and he's gonna be like an all pro and then you have him and jay okay like that's fantastic i can see envision that and see them envisioning that so i can get behind it uh i i guess my dream scenario is like downs at 42 right or or whatever mm-hmm. Like and that's.
1: Like, I don't like the stuff. Drew Sanders kid out of Arkansas. A lot of people like him a lot. I'm not. I'm not in on that one. But okay. Um, there's there's really a bunch of will linebackers in this draft. Um, like Dorian Williams types. Uh, the you know which would would duplicate over JOK. But there's like three Mike backers here that could matter. And I, I would. I'm very into. Very into Campbell there uh, at that spot. But but again, I'm not. I'm not forcing it. I'm not like, oh, Campbell's there at 38. Got to move up. If he lands in your lap. I'm interested. Take I'm it. not JOK yeah. moving up for that, right?
0: So it's interesting. You'll see how play at, plays out. Both scenarios that we talked about it will be uh, intriguing for sure. For sure. All right, Brad. Anything else we think we know before we get out of here? I know nothing. We
1: know nothing. Remember that. I folks. think I
0: think I I think I know
1: nothing. I think not I think I know nothing. That's what we got on a Sunday. I don't know anything. We will see if any other moves happen. Sorry if we uh, recorded this too early and. Stuff pops off, uh, which would be, you know, which would be a good thing uh, if Actually stuff good, were, to, yeah. it were, were to happen. But, but um, you know, maybe this one catches you before they do any of that stuff. And it's still a worthwhile podcast for you to listen to. Thanks for being here today. Listening to the OBR supporting us. We continue to write a ton of stuff on these prospects. Brad doing a great job keeping everybody up to date on best free agents available. We wrote up all three angles from the big names they signed. We'll do the same. Um, we'll do the same here with Jordan Aikens, too, where. We're going to look at film, look at numbers uh, in terms of their analytics profile, and then we look at their uh, contract as well. So check all three of those layers out and become a VIP member. It's only a dollar for your first month to see if it's worth your time. But with that, you get access to these articles. You get access to Ask the Insiders, among many other things. Great conversation points, all the above. So check it out. Join us, support us at the OBR as we work hard to give you the best Browns coverage out there. For Brad, for me, the OBR Film Breakdown and All Eyes on Cleveland. We appreciate you guys being here. Have a fantastic Sunday and go Browns.